morning, if you would uh, turn to uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. The Gospel of Luke chapter 19, and we're going to begin at verse 1 this morning. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. And was unable because of the crowd, because he was small in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. For today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. May the Lord add His blessing today to both the reading and the hearing of His Word. Will you pray with me? Father, as we come before You this morning, we do give You thanks for Your loving kindness, how You came for all. And today, we just acknowledge Your great love is for all people. And we just come before you asking that your Holy Spirit would be here with us this morning. That I may be hid behind you and that your word would come forth. So we give you the praise today for it in Jesus' name. And amen. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And he was passing through Jericho getting ready to make that long upward climb that led to Jerusalem. But while he was passing through here at Jericho, there was this tax collector who had heard about Jesus and wanted to see him. Now, some of you have been in on uh, a number of teachings that would understand and know this. Some of the rest of you, maybe this is the first time, but a tax collector 
much it was even probably even more hated then than they are today. <laughs> I mean, there's none of us are happy about the IRS guys in any way, especially when uh, we get one of them letters from them letting us know we're about to be audited or they want to find out uh, where a certain uh, uh, sum of money is that uh, they think that uh, they should be having that we have somehow failed to send to them. Anyway, Zacchaeus was a Jew. And it was one of those things that if a Jew would belittle himself as much as to become a tax collector for uh, uh, the Romans, that there was nothing worse in their eyes. That was just as bad as it would come. And the tax collectors were notorious for uh, ripping people off that they would because they had a certain amount of money they had to raise and whatever else that well that was theirs so they were known to be uh, pretty shysty people in that day so nobody liked the tax collector the religious people couldn't stand them. The common everyday man in the street couldn't stand him. They did not like him. But here's Zacchaeus, a man small in stature, a representative of Rome, who was born a Jew, and as far as his brothers were concerned, someone who was taking advantage of the Jews on behalf of their enemies, the Romans, who were occupying their land. But Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus, and he really wanted to see Jesus. You know, it's funny how God begins to work in the heart of someone who has uh, compromised much of their upbringing, compromised much of what they knew is right as the way a person should live their lives, and there comes a day when they start having to deal with it in their own thoughts. And Zacchaeus has come to that place. And he really wants to see Jesus. You know, uh, a lot of us in our journey in life, we've been in places where there have been times of our life when maybe we were far from the Lord. We were not in any way uh, maybe living up to the, the expectations for our life. Uh, our families, uh, maybe, were good families. And yet, for some reason, we chose uh, to, to live in a manner that was not in keeping with our upbringing. Uh, others of us, uh, maybe we did live a life in keeping with our upbringing. Maybe we came from a family that uh, uh, didn't uh, teach us a lot of things. And maybe maybe our parents and, and loved ones uh, uh, walked in a manner that wasn't very uh, uh, upright. And yet, we come to this place where we begin to reckon with our own lives, realizing that we're just not the person we should be. Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. He's heard all about this. He's heard the talk that Jesus just might be the Messiah and that he is going to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover 
And there is messianic fervor in the air. The people are expecting that the Messiah is going to show himself and do all the wonderful things that Messiah should do. And I'm wondering, was Zacchaeus beginning to think about, maybe I better be getting my act together. If the Messiah is in town, the Romans aren't going to be around here. My life situation is going to change. I don't know what all went through Zacchaeus' mind, but one thing's for sure. He wanted to see this man that was traveling through that he'd heard so much about. This one who had been healing people, who had been casting out demons, who had been preaching and teaching in a manner that was putting the Pharisees and the scribes to shame. One who when he spoke, he spoke with authority as one who knew the Father. Zacchaeus wanted to see him. Now being small in stature, uh, you know, he was having a hard time seeing because the crowds were heavy in the street that day. A lot of people traveling from the uh, upper regions of Galilee going to Jerusalem. So there would have been heavy traffic through Jericho headed to Jerusalem. Everyone's on that journey to go celebrate Passover. And Jesus and his group are coming through town. And Zacchaeus can't get eyes on him. So Zacchaeus runs ahead of of where Jesus is traveling on the road and climbs up into a tree so he can get a bird's eye view to see Jesus. And when Jesus gets right underneath that tree, he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus. He calls him by name. Now, I don't know. The scriptures don't tell us. Maybe everybody in that region knew Zacchaeus because he was a tax collector. He was probably the most hated person in town. At least ways he was numbered among the most hated anyway, at the very least. And maybe Jesus knew him by reputation. Or maybe he'd had an encounter with him. But nonetheless, he called him by name and said, Zacchaeus? Come down, because I'm going to your house. Now, you have to understand, a good rabbi would never go into the house of a sinner. You just wouldn't do that. I mean, it would hurt your reputation. I mean, there's a real possibility that you would be considered unclean and that you would be a person that is, 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 is of questionable reputation yourself now that you're parting with, with people like this. I mean, come on. And Jesus is not worrying about what the crowd's thinking. He says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to have supper with you. Zacchaeus didn't say, oh Lord, you can't do that. People are going to talk bad about you. And you're far too good a man. Now he came down out of that tree. And he can't believe it himself. That Jesus is coming to his house. But the crowds, they're already starting to murmur. They're making all kinds of of terrible accusations. 
I mean, what kind of a man is this that he's going to eat with a sinner? I mean, he's not conducting himself in a manner worthy of a Messiah. What is wrong with him? Zacchaeus hears all the talk. He knows how people feel about him. He knows how people feel about him. And you and I, if we in our past lived a life that was short of the expectations of society, we have those feelings in our own minds how people feel about us. That you don't want to associate with that one right there. That person, if you hang out with them, well, it won't be long till you'll be in a bunch of trouble yourself. If you hang out with it, it won't be long till you'll be like one. Good religious people, we would never say things like that, would we? Zacchaeus is aware of how the crowds feel about him. So he turns to Jesus. He says, Lord, I'll give away half of everything that I own. I'll give away half of everything I own. And if anyone I have defrauded, I will give them back four times as much as what I defrauded them. Now I want you to know, that goes well beyond what the Torah said was a, was a requirement for making reconciliation for your, for your wrongs. Zacchaeus is truly a person who in that moment is being transformed by the fact that Jesus is loving him enough to come to his house. The power of that event in that moment has totally transformed Zacchaeus' life. As I look out over this church this morning, there's a lot of you, I know your stories. While you may not have been tax collectors, some of you, you've got a story to tell. Some of you, your life... uh, wasn't exactly stellar in uh, in the reviews of of uh, uh, of uh, uh, the common man on the street. They would look at you as someone that didn't quite measure up because of the life that you lived. And yet today, Jesus is passing through. And for some of you, he passed through. A few days ago, for some of you, a few weeks ago, for some of you, a few months ago, and for others, a few years ago. But when he stopped and called you by name, he called you by name into a relationship. He says, I'm coming to your house. And what we have to realize the power in coming to someone's house and eating with them that you're willing to enter into that relationship at that level and that's what Jesus does 
He comes into us and He communes with us. He makes His his abode in us. He lives in us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And He calls us by name. And in that moment, we are transformed. We are changed by that love. I think it's a painful thing for those who when they reach out to touch the hand of Jesus, that religious people come by and smack them away and refuse to let them come in. I'm so glad that this church takes the attitude that it takes. But I also know we once were those people who were religious folks. Those who would look down their nose at others. But God has planted His Word in our hearts and has changed us. And again, some of us It wasn't all that many years ago that we had been in a spot that wasn't so good. Where we were battling things in our lives that caused us not to measure up in the eyes of other people. But today, but today, we are children of God, sons and daughters of the Most High, who have been given a new nature a new life, who've been given opportunities and blessings and have been elevated from that position where we once were into being seated with Him in heavenly places. Being seated with Him in heavenly places. Verse 9 says, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a man, a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus was born a Jew. He was a son of Abraham. You and I, for the most part, we don't have that blood pedigree of being sons of Abraham. Some of us may, but the majority of us probably don't have that. But the reality is this. Through the power of the Lord, we are grafted into the family. You and I who have chosen to accept the gift that Jesus has for us of his salvation. We have been grafted into the family. We were that that wild branch and we've been grafted in to that domesticated tree that is part of the family of God. And that life-giving 
power that flows through that tree now flows through us. And we are able to bear much fruit in due season for Him. And that fruit begins with the transformation of our lives. When we come to realize the power of His love for us, when we heard Him call us by name, when He called us by name into relationship with Him and said, I'm coming to your house and today I will dine with you. And in that, He gives us sonship. And we become sons and daughters of the Most High. No longer are we outcasts. No longer do we have to stand in shame. But we can raise our heads high knowing that, number one, our sins are forgiven because of the completed work He did on that cross. Number two, that He didn't just save us and leave us here to figure it out, but that He gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, the Teacher, the Guide, to lead us into all truth in Him. We've been grafted into the family. And once we were lost, but now we have been found. Jesus said, I came to seek that which was lost and save them. He's saving us from ourselves, from the destruction of our own lives and giving us new life in Him, a gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. Salvation came to Zacchaeus' house that day and it is my prayer that it comes to each and every house represented here today. The opportunity is available to all. He came to seek that which was lost so that it may be found in him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today again for the power of your word because it is the power unto salvation that no longer do we have to be trapped in the depths of our sin and in our past, but that it can be washed away. It can be washed away by the power of your great love And by the washing of your word over us, through us, that we become a new creation in Christ. Fill us full today of your Holy Spirit, that we may sense his presence and his leading. That in those moments when we are tempted as all men are tempted, that we will stand firm in the truth that you have written on our hearts. The truth that you have written on our hearts. We give you all the praise and the glory, Lord. And we thank you for calling us by name. We praise you. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. And amen. Will you take the hand of someone next to you?
as we close out the service.